Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. Host, international magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me today at Pure Mind Magic with my guest from Florida, Kyle Mabry. Kyle is a high achiever and very interesting personality. He has coached professional athletes for over 20 years and represented top tennis players in the world, worked with professional basketball players and golfers, and represented international artists. But he did not stop there gaining all this wisdom and experiences while traveling the world and working with professional athletes. He also has new ideas on a daily basis and brought his vision to life to found True Athletics. What this company does exactly, we will explore in this interview, but so much upfront, it helps get students access to college coaches and also helps students to learn abroad and find the right college for them. Kyle also answers your questions in case you have a kid and are interested in how your kid can find the right college that might be in the United States while you are living in Europe. So how can you deal with all this visa and in the end make this all happen and find the right college for you? So Kyle is really an expert there and he's driven to help young people and professionals to find their path in life. And maybe you did not know it, but I learned from Kyle that you can apply for a college even to the age of 28. So this is going to be an interesting interview where you can learn a lot and also get all this inspiration from Kyle, especially in these tough times where we are fighting with still the virus going on in the world. But Kyle has some interesting insights on that. So stay tuned and find out more. And also please stay until the end of the show. I have a special music tip for you after our interview. So get ready for some inspiration and lean back, enjoy the show. Hi Kyle, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So please, before I start asking you all my questions I have here, because you are such an interesting personality, introduce yourself to our audience. <laughs> well, I don't know about an interesting personality, but uh, my name is Kyle Mayberry and I'm originally from Oklahoma and I'm currently residing now in South sunny Florida. Very nice area there. Yeah. And you're looking back to a really interesting story and a lot of accomplishments you 
did already in your life and you are never standing still I have the feeling because you're always coming up with new ideas and new projects and we will dive into that deeper but what is really interesting because I love traveling myself so much and you really traveled the world to coach professional athletes for over 20 years can you share some insights on that yes I um Basically, I uh, was in college, and I college uh, didn't end up working out. I um, after my um, freshman year, I got called into the dean's office, and um, I was sat down and I was told that basically I wasn't doing good in one of the classes, and I was going to be losing one of my scholarships, and I wasn't going to be able to afford to stay in college, so I basically left school. And I, um, at the time, didn't know what I was going to do um, with my life. But I knew that I wasn't scared of hard work and I wanted to travel. And I felt after growing up uh, in Oklahoma that the world was such a big place that I had so much more to learn and see rather than a small city and small farms. So I took off. And I... Um, My first job that I got, believe it or not, was um, in Taipei, Taiwan. And um, nobody spoke any English. And I got my first client. And um, we had success. And everything kind of just evolved from, um, from that. I um, got to go from Taipei to Japan and from Japan all around the world. And then I got into the management side. And, um, yeah, so everything kind of then just grew from starting out from just, um, speaking to people. I wish um, I would have known how powerful networking was when I was actually traveling because I've met some of the most interesting people uh, in airplanes and in hotels and, and in my travels. And, um, I just wish there was a way back then to be able to connect and remember and get in touch with some of these people because today um, it, the world of course has changed so much but um, yes the power of networking is probably not is not brought up and talked about um, so much as important as it can be in a one-on-one -on -one personal basis I don't mean networking nowadays the way that kids do Uh, from a social media standpoint by saying hello and hi. I mean, but actually getting to know someone, sometimes being on an international flight for six, eight, ten hours and, you know, chatting with someone and actually becoming friends with them by the time you get off the plane. So That is very true. Yes. So do you have a tip for someone who might be in the position to travel now a lot? What would you say is like the, the golden nugget or what is very important? How can you start doing networking the right way? You know, it's really funny you say that because I I've always tried to look at things outside the perimeters of maybe the normal com common way that, you know, um, people look at them because now society is so built up on this thing where the, everybody has a celebrity stat status or <clears throat> certain people are trying to be who they're not and people are not approachable or I've always been the type that I've never been afraid of any situation and I've never been afraid of 
approaching a situation and learning from it and trying to find out who's running the operation. For example, if I'm staying in a resort, then I want to meet the general manager. Uh, if I notice someone uh, in the hotel that maybe uh, looks like they would have an interesting story, then I want to introduce myself. The power of introduction has left our society in a normal way. Um, going up and introducing yourself and asking a simple question to, hi, how are you, where are you from, it, it, it will go a long way. And, and hopefully that any younger person or person that maybe wants to just power their network, regardless of their age, you're not as scared to go up to someone and say hello. Um, you'll notice now that people don't even say hi to one another and uh, they're, they're, there's not as much waving because so many people are focused on the negative side of uh, the universe. And I've always tackled and looked at everything completely different. Um, I've never been scared of situations. I've been in countries where they say, well, you cannot go out at night. Well, then you just told me I can't do something that I'm going to do. I've just, I've always been an explorer. And, um, I guess that exploring mentality has made me be so inquisitive that I've wanted to know more and learn more. So I think just starting out a simple, hello, how are you? Where are you from? Can go a long ways. That's a great tip here and you never know who this will lead to once so sometimes it really takes years but then this contact will come back to your mind and really just match perfectly to what you're looking for so kyle you worked with 16 of the top 100 tennis players in the world and also with professional basketball players professional golfers so how did this all come about Did those athletes approach you or were you reaching out for them? How can we imagine that this relationship starts? Well, um, it started out for me very big in tennis. Uh, tennis is what, um, you know, was the foundation. And I started with tennis players. But then as I was traveling the world with these uh, professional tennis players, there is so much downtime. Um, I was... I would be so bored. Um, I can remember times being at Wimbledon and it sometimes rained for two days and you know, I didn't even know what I was going to do. So, um, I started looking and venturing out and talking to, um, other athletes and other sports and getting to know them and seeing what was kind of missing in their careers and asking if I could get involved. And, and then I, I started kind of um, evolving from tennis and I um, started taking players that couldn't make it in the NBA and play. Uh, at, they couldn't make it here professionally in the United States. And I'd ask them, you know, would you be interested in going and playing overseas? And, you know, they would look at me here. I am look down at me and say, you, you know, are you crazy? I'm like, no, you could actually go play in Europe or you can play in parts of, you know, Eastern Asia, wherever, and you could actually play professionally. And so it, that was a very large turning point in my career where I started to have professional tennis players and professional basketball players and have the confidence that I needed 
to really achieve and and do this. Now, I remember when I won't say his name, but I had a player that got cut from the NBA. He was in L.A. He was playing in a park and I flew into L.A. at the time and I met with him. I saw him and I was told that he didn't have any shoes. So here I am driving around in L.A. looking for a shoe store and I could not find a size 15. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't find a size 15 shoe anywhere. So I got the largest I could get was a 12 and a half. So psychologically in my mind, I thought, you know what? Maybe the intention will outweigh the size and he'll see that I, I'm coming with, you know, good purpose. So I show up there at the park and here I am going to hand this player, introduce myself and show this player that I have some shoes for him and I'm going to bring him to Europe to play basketball. And I give him these shoes and he's like, who are these for little kids? And I said, um, no, these are for you. And he's like, these will never fit me. What do you want me to do? And then he turned to me, he goes, do you mind if I give them to my little brother? And he had a little brother at the time. I believe he was in like in the seventh grade and he wore a 12 and a half at the time. And it, that's was one of the turning points that I will never forget in my life. And he turned to me and he said, Hey, what about your, uh, what about your law degree and, uh, your, your legal team? Will they be able to handle, uh, you know, the contracts and everything for, for me going forward? And I turned to him and I knew I had two choices. I could turn to him and say, I'm not a lawyer. Number two, I could turn to him and say, I don't have a legal team. Or I could turn to him and say, I'm going to figure everything out so that you're covered in the best manner possible. And I remember I turned to him and I said, I'm going to find the best lawyer to represent you legally, but I'm going to be your agent. <laughs> and, um, I, and I got asked that question so many times, and I deeply regret not going to law school in the amount of money that I paid uh, lawyers, a very dear uh, friend of mine in South Florida. Uh, Gary Englander, I have uh, always joked with him saying, why wasn't I a lawyer? And uh, we laugh about it. But um, everything that I uh, uh, have done, I've always used very good legal teams and very good legal contracts. But that's how everything kind of evolved. And then from basketball, I, I would get I would uh, become a referral agent for baseball. And then all of a sudden, uh, golf became a crucial part. And uh, it, everything just worked, but all how it all started was having the confidence in my mind to be having the direction and being willing to put forth the effort because the worst that someone could say is, no, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Okay, no problem. Very, very interesting story. And I really like how it evolved from like just working in tennis so that you always where we're open-minded to see new opportunities and chances so i guess someone else might have stick to tennis forever and you saw all the other opportunities in sports yes yeah that my mind unfortunately never stops i always want to i i really love new projects um i'm never scared of failing and i love to take on new projects and and see them through their 
phases of getting started and then how it can get to the building point and then once it's built it might be going down and then how you can bring it back up and how you can make it successful and maybe it's profitable maybe it's not and and uh i've never got to i never ever got too hung up on something that uh didn't work i i'm always willing to go on to um the next thing and i think that's a i you know when i listen to your other podcasts which were wonderful um i one thing i picked up on in in the power of a lot of people's minds is a lot of people get caught up and hung up on something and they drag it on forever for example if you were a house builder and you built a house and um the house wasn't profitable and then all of a sudden you want to build another house but you the new house, you say, well, that house didn't make any money, so now I can't buy this house. I think this, the, there's too many roadblocks in people's lives and minds that stop them from trying something new and doing something not realizing and making the most of this life. Because just because something doesn't work um, doesn't mean that it's going to be like that forever. And that's what happens, I think, also in a lot of personal relationships with people. They feel, well, in that marriage or this dating relationship this went wrong and so there's too much carryover and so now it's kind of interesting what's going on with the world with this uh, virus the world's getting a reset and a chance to look and say wait I have this and I can change my perspectives on my life and you know and so anyway yeah the power of moving forward is one of the most important things that I think if anyone learns anything or takes anything away from this podcast with me, that you just have to keep moving forward. And that was a great quote from Dennis Rodman. That's the one thing that if I learned anything from Dennis Rodman, he always told me, keep moving forward. So, I love that. That's really great. And it brings me to an important question, Kyle. What would you say, because when someone is working on a project and maybe they are looking to get started having their own business and it's it's like they are stuck, so it's not moving further and no matter how much pressure they put in, it's just not evolving anywhere. What would you say, when is the time to let go and really move forward, as you said, to, to try something new or where is it? that you would say that people give up too easy? Well, number one, um, a lot of people, it's not that they even give up. A lot of people will have an idea that's been, uh, fantastic and they won't even start it, but they'll talk about it. So the one thing that I've tried to make sure that I've never done in my life is procrastinate. Um, my mother always this is the one thing that she did that annoyed me so much that ended up sticking with me forever she would stay on me always about um something until it was complete and she would annoy me to the point where i would actually get so mad i'd be like i'm gonna do it she's like you haven't so i had to she was so big into me practicing because i wrestled And I played tennis. And if I didn't practice, I couldn't understand why she would get so upset. And she would 
she would really pound on me about practicing and working. But the thing is, starting a project is the most important. You have to start. Everyone talks about, oh, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. Why don't you Why don't you try it? A lot of people are like, then, well, how do I start? Well, one of the best things that I've done in the past is I've created a, a method for me that works and might work for others is I like to use what you call the folder concept. So I will get a folder and I will write a title in the top of that folder and, for example, Project A. But you could title it whatever, of course, you want it to be. And any notes or any ideas I have on that project, I'll put in there. And when I'm ready to start that project, all my notes and everything I've done are in there. Now, I might not be able to have the financing at that time or be able to have the – it might not be the right time in my life to start that folder or project, but when it is ready, then I have that project. So this folder project idea can really help a lot of people, especially if something's not working at that current moment, then they can maybe start on project B. The one thing from all the books I've read from some of the most successful best leaders in the world is they're really working on multiple many things at one time. And then if one thing really takes off, then they use that and that ends up financing the projects that they haven't really got off the ground yet. And I think a lot of times, sometimes we put all our eggs in one basket and we're so stuck in our ways and answering your question, this is where your network and your contacts can be so useful. Um, a very good friend of mine who's a neuromaxial facial trauma surgeon, he's a very thorough, thoughtful, calm person. So sometimes if I am stuck, I'll reach out to him or I'll reach out to someone around the world that can just give you an idea or a spark. But using your friends and your contacts when you're stuck can be so helpful. I have a friend that's in the, the hospital industry and um, I'll refer and ask questions and get ideas. I will refer to real estate agents. I will refer to – you can reach out to so many people and a lot of people are scared to do that because then they feel like they're weak. And um, so when you feel like you're in a situation where it's not working, you have to use your contacts. That's a great tip here as well. And also brings me to another question because you mentioned it, that it makes sense and all the big leaders do it, that they have several project at, projects at the same time where they are working on. And I'm also a fan of this because I think it's not that you get too much attachment with one project when you have several. But there's also the other camp where people say that it's very important that you just focus on one thing and only one thing. And there's also the book, maybe you know it, it's called One Thing. So from your perspective and experience, what would you say works actually better to have just one main focus and have everything, all your energy on this one project or really having several projects, as you said, and then when one takes off, taking the money out of this project and bringing all other projects forward as well? Well, I guess every per every person's personality and work ethic is completely different. But I guess for me and my personality, one of the reasons I also have to 
have more than one project going at a time is because of I get bored so easily. Um, th this um, has been a good test for me through this virus period because my mind has uh, I've already wanting to start two or three pro new projects, but um, I've been so busy with uh, finishing and getting true athletics uh, completed that I haven't started those yet, but you know, it really, really depends. And sometimes what happens is if, if a person just stays in one project the whole time, then this is where boredom comes in. They get burnout. There, there's no excitement. So sometimes maybe that second project isn't more of a project. Maybe it's also like a hobby. So I think that, um, so many people today, instead of having a hobby, their hobby is social media. And I don't think that that's necessarily really a project. Now, there, don't get me wrong. There's some people and kids today that have made millions of dollars off of doing social media. But a majority of people should actually find something that they really like and really have a passion for and see what they can do with it and make it a, a worldwide or start with your state, start with your city. But I, that scared to start factor is much larger and, and it's not addressed enough because um, people just don't want to fail. People just, they, they're, they just don't want to have hit that failure button. And um, if you're okay with hitting the failure button, then you really have nothing to lose. Great advice. Really, Kyle. So before we dive into uh, true athletics and you tell us everything about that, to wrap up the traveling, I wanted to ask you while you were traveling all these countries worldwide and working with all those fantastic athletes, were you ever in any kind of dangerous situation while traveling? It's, uh, well, the, let me recall. Um, I was in actually in Indonesia when the riots broke out one time, but I do have a, one pretty funny story that uh, happened. I was um, we I was down in Camitan, Mexico, down by the um, Guatemalan border, and I had a van. <clears throat> excuse me, I had a van, and um, we were driving to Tuxtegueteras, Mexico. And when you're driving, for those of you that have gone through Mexico and you're in the back, back roads, there's a militia, an, <clears throat> an army of, uh, down in um, that part of Mexico. And there's speed bumps that are very big um, in Mexico. So when you hit these speed bumps, you have to be very careful because they put potholes on purpose on the other side of the speed bumps so that you'll get a flat tire. So I'm driving this van with around 15 athletes in it, and I had a very good friend of mine from Thailand, an older gentleman also, and he yelled, pothole. So I took the van, and I tried to turn, and we, we dodged the pothole, and then uh, something happened um, to the axle of the van. So we had to pull over. And they told us to go up on this little side road and there would be someone that could look at the van. So we're driving and to make a long story short, 
I see that the road's blocked off by these two Jeeps and all these guys with guns. And I definitely know that we're on the wrong road. <laughs> so I had to think very, very fast, very fast. And I, I yelled at him real fast. I said, give me your passport. Hurry up. Give me your passport. He said, what do you want my passport? For? I said, just trust me. Give me your passport. I'm not going to give it away. So as we're coming out of these chiefs, this guy comes up to the window uh, with a gun and uh, he starts speaking in Spanish and no one in our group spoke Spanish. So the only thing I knew to do was I took the red passport and I put the lettering towards Thailand towards me and I let him see the back of, so he could only see the red part of the passport and I said, U.S. diplomats and officials, we have to get through. These people have to get to the airport immediately. Diplomat. And I was like screaming, importante, importante. And I'm like, uh, and so he gave me this look. And he's looking at the red passport. And they moved the Jeeps. And we went on. And that's a story that I'll never forget as long as I live. <laughs> Yes, I can imagine. So that was really extraordinary, but really clever. And another proof that your mind never stands still and you always have these great ideas and also impulses to do the right things. Well, I hope that was the right. I didn't know if it was right <laughs> or not, but I had to try something because here I had kids between the ages of 15 and 19 in this van and I wasn't going to have... Uh, whatever, whoever they were or whatever they were, do any, you know, take us or get money from us or anything. But anyway, it was, that's one dangerous experience that uh, I could recall. But finally it worked. And it also shows that you really like to work with young people and kids and like to help them. And this brings us to your company, True Athletics. And I think you can explain best what your company does. It's a, uh really easy it it is a co international college recruiting company that matches kids academics and their sports ability to find them a college that's the right fit for them because i there's so many kids that could, outside of the united states that don't know anything about the united states college system and so they might find a college but the college that they're going to it might not even have what they want to study Or it might not be the right fit for them academic-wise or sports-wise. So I, get, I kept getting asked when I would travel, how do I get my kid into a college if they can't be a pro athlete in the States? How can I get my kid into a college? So when I was flying back from um, Cairo, I decided to put this uh, idea on paper and get back to the United States and run it by my mentor and uh, my at the my one of my best friends who recently passed, named Mark Reed, who was the founder of Checkers Hamburgers. And every idea I ever had, I'd run it by him. And I would just say, "What do you think?" And he was so supportive of everything I did. So uh, him and his wife Jan told me, "Go for it." So I I did, and uh, it took me about a year and a half to build and. Right now, we're currently in five different languages. We're, we're one of the only uh, multi-language um, international college recruiting companies in the world. And our goal is to get up to nine languages. So it helps uh, student athletes 
find a college and get a scholarship. That's really fantastic. So Kyle, when someone who's listening right now is interested in how to get their kid or kids into the program, how are the steps here? Real easy. You just go to the website, www.truathletics.com, and it will guide you. And um, if you have any questions, you can um, email in and our customer support team will answer any questions and help you with it. We have um, many different packages from people that have um, a lower income budget, at, that's fine, or people that want us to hold our hand all the way through. Um, but we're still lower priced than any other uh college placement company. I, I think our top package is $2,000 for us to find you a scholarship that could be worth anywhere from, you know, $50,000 to $200,000 because there's so many scholarships available in the American college system. I see. And also, I found that you are kind of sending out videos. How can I imagine that like videos of the kids? Yeah, yeah. So, what I when you you got to picture yourself as a college coach, you don't you want to get a quick bio, see that they qualify for you. You want to get an introductory video. A lot of these kids don't have an introductory video just to introduce them. a critical crucial part and that goes back to that hey how are you format but in a video format okay great so you the the connection was lost for a moment so just to get back there so the video basically introduces the kit and uh, the personality of the kit and all of that and you have the job to send this out to several colleges then Yes, we find that we look at the we look at every student's um, academics and we look at their uh, athletic ability. We have professional scouts that determine how good they are in each sport, and then we find matches for them. And depending on the package that they they chose, we send it out to those schools. That's great. And what is the normal age of those kids you are working with? Anywhere from, normally kids start around the age of 16 all the way up to 28 years old, believe it or not. Great. So that means maybe someone who's listening who's a little bit older and not really feeling as a kid or teenager anymore at the age of 28, they still have a chance to get a scholarship? Yes, absolutely. The, um, there's many different um, types of schools. You know, you have NCAA You have, uh, which is Division One, Two, and Three. You have the NAIA. There's junior colleges. There, there's so many different opportunities that um, can be met and um, for people, and they can get their college at a, di you know, a discounted rate. Or some of them can be there for free if they have the athletic, athletic and academic ability. Makes sense. So we mentioned your website, trueathletics.com, and this will be in the show notes of the episode. Is there also 
another way to reach out maybe for teenagers i guess they are more on social media than websites where they can contact you or just get more information yes we're on uh instagram at true athletics um the t-r-u-a-t-h-l-e-t-i-x uh where we use uh instagram or they can email us trueathletics at gmail.com and um Jennifer, one question that I get probably at least 10 times a week is, I need a visa. <laughs> I get this from kids, and, and they, what everyone needs to understand is any college that ends up offering you a scholarships gives you the I-20. They issue you an I-20 paper, which is good for four years, and that allows you to have a four-year visa uh, to the United States to while you're in college so that's to touch on the visa issue that kind of help the people because i do get asked this a lot i can imagine yes too bad i'm a little bit over the age limit so i guess i would apply for this as well because it's so cool and that you have the opportunity especially as you mentioned with the visa because this is still a big problem for everyone in europe who wants to stay for a longer time in the united states and be trained there or work there or whatever so i'm glad you touched on that as well And now, while we are in this very special situation at the moment where the world is brought to a hold, kind of, how are you dealing with this, Kyle? And how is it working with the whole system? I guess it's also paused that there's not much happening with all the colleges at the moment. At least here in Germany, all the colleges are completely closed down. But what is your take on that? How is the situation? And when do you think that there is some release? Well, yes, all the colleges here are completely shut down. Uh, some of the schools are actually doing online uh, live streaming for their schools. Uh, every college is different. Uh, the sports recruiting world um, temporarily is um on hold a little bit. The NCAA is deciding um, whether or not they're going to give eligibility, another year of eligibility to students that missed out. So that's a very good thing for people that didn't get to play their spring sports. But, you know, Jennifer, the, the world is, if you really think about it, the world is always in a rush. It, the world is so much always in a rush, rush, rush. Everybody's in a hurry, including myself. And so, you know, maybe the universe um, wants everything to slow down just a little bit so everyone's a little bit more grateful. Everything's perspective. And it's sad that lives are going to be lost um, during any type of uh, virus, not just this. I mean, no, I, I know – A lot of people die from car accidents and cancer and other things, but anytime life is lost, um, it's a sad thing. But, you know, maybe this is the universe um, having uh, everyone just slow down a little bit and be grateful and uh, look around and appreciate things more. So now when everything is back to normal, um, I think that uh, people are going to appreciate what it is they had and don't take it so much for granted. So. I guess there's just how we look at this whole thing is a matter of perspective. So true, Kyle. And maybe you have a couple of tips as well when it comes to sports. I think 
not only people who are looking to start a professional athlete's career, but also people who like to go to the gym or work as entrepreneurs and need some some kind of sports as a hobby to just get rid of all the stress. And now it's in most parts of the world, people are locked down at home, so they are not allowed to leave the house. Do you have some tips on what you can do still to keep your body moving, to feel good, to detox and especially to keep your mind clear that you can keep your motivation and not losing it all to all the bad news that are all over every day? Actually, uh, I was I was thinking about this as I was driving the other day. If, if someone asked me what I would do um, or what they should do, which believe it or not, You'll be surprised and no one has asked me what uh, to do. So I'm glad you asked me this, actually. Um, it, you know, I know I, I'm not a fitness expert by any means, and everyone right now has stepped up, and there's millions of fitness experts telling you what to do at home. But the number one thing that I suggest is how about reading a book, maybe on a subject that you don't know anything about to educate your mind, Number number two, how about um, doing some push-ups, doing some daily stretching? How about jumping some rope? If you have the ability to take a walk around your neighborhood, great. But if you could just stretch every day, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, jump rope, and read a book, that's probably more than you're doing if you're not an athlete on a daily basis anyway. So rather than um, touching so much base on an athlete, an athlete's going to need to know – they're going to know what to do regardless. But I'd rather touch a base on a person that, again, doesn't know how to start or do something and maybe they've never done something. So maybe they could start with 10 push-ups and read a book and then jump rope for a minute and then grow it and have it do more and more. But I think getting started is the most difficult thing for anyone because they procrastinate. Yes, that is so true. And I think that's really important that you said that again, that it's really all about getting started. And I also see this time like you, that it's also an opportunity that you have this time to reflect to yourself and think about what you really want and maybe a new skill set you would like to to train or to get. So now is the best time because when all the stress rolls in again, it's over. You won't have that time. And Kyle, it looked like that because you, we are mentioning about reading a book and uh, from our interview I got that you read a lot of books and you like reading books so do you have a tip for the audience a good book that is really positive and can help you maybe about stopping to procrastinate things you really would like to start or anything else around the mindset about visualization anything that comes to your mind Well, I, I I read a lot of books when I um when I traveled. I haven't read um uh I started reading a new book here recently, but I try to read on uh different uh topics. I really love biographies. Um I love reading about people's lives. I think you can learn a lot from that. And the one thing that I can say is that um that has helped me is when I'm in the car 
I love to listen listen to motivational speakers from all, from all types. No celebrity type motiva- motivational speakers. I'm not saying that they're not good. I like to listen to motivational speakers that you've never heard of. And um, you just random put something in and you can listen to an album. It's amazing how much energy you have and perspective when you listen, say, for 30 minutes or an hour a day to um, random people that you don't know tell stories of their life and give um, positive um, visualizations and uh, quotes. That's one thing that I would say that really can, can help you. Awesome. So would you recommend YouTube for finding those speeches or any other platform? Yeah, you can go to YouTube. You can um, search on your phone. Um, it, for those of you know, some people have the Apple Music and they just type in motivational uh, speeches. There, there's, there's thousands now in the world. And, um, you know, even listening to some of your podcasts are very motivational. I, I probably listen to... In the last couple of days, I listened to five or six, and uh, they were very good. Awesome. Thank you. So those are really great tips you shared here. And we mentioned that people who are interested in getting a scholarship for a college can go to your website, trueathletics.com, or also reach out via email or via Instagram. I will put everything in the show notes. So Kyle, thank you so much for being my guest today on Pure Mind Magic. That was really enlightening talking to you with all your experiences and also all the golden nuggets you shared with us, what you learned and the tips you can give to really get ahead in life. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today with Kyle Mayberry. And when you want to find out all about his service and how he can help you and your kids to find the right college, definitely check out the True Athletics link in the show notes. You can also connect with him via Instagram. And as promised, I do have a great music tip for you when you like country music. It's an amazing song from Todd Barrow. You can listen to the song on Spotify. There will be a link as well in the show notes. And his new single is called Texas Country Nation. Check that out. It's really good. It helps you to get in a good mood and just lean back and relax a little bit and enjoy listening to music. Again, that's Todd Barrow and Texas Country Nation. Check it out. Enjoy the rest of your day. Make the best of it and talk to you soon. Until then, create some magic.